Hey there, and welcome to the Two Mom Life podcast, a show for moms like us balancing it all and ready to live an inspired and full life. Everybody, welcome. I'm your host, Jody Freed, mom of four, Jewish community professional, and mother's empowerment coach. Motherhood is a journey, and on this podcast, inspired by Jewish thought, you will learn from other moms, receive practical advice, and loads of inspiration. Motherhood is messy and certainly not perfect. So here is to mom life, to finding your way, to finding perfect moments. Here is to you. Ladies, 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 welcome back to the Two Mom Life podcast. There is one way that I can describe this episode. Well, more than one way, but one way that I can describe this conversation that Hani Rosengarten and I had today, and that is fun. The conversation was really fun and it, it comes through, it comes through in our dynamic, it comes through in what Hani shares, it comes through in the questions that I asked and it really, why was it so fun? A, because Hani's awesome and B, because this topic, I think, lights both of us up. We talk about boundaries and we talk about self-love. And for some of you who are feeling totally depreciated and not in love with yourself, this episode can really be the start of your transformation. It really has the power to help you and to help you start on that journey in a big, big way. So who is Khani anyway? (laughs) Khani is a Hasidic wife. She's a mother She's an author, she's a motivational speaker, and she lives and breathes like empowerment and self-care and boundaries. She works with Jewish women to improve their marriage, to improve their relationships with others and with themselves. So without further ado, listen in. If you love this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. Please share the episode on social media and or with a friend, just forward it in an email um, because that's how the world becomes a better place when we look out for each other. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Two Mom Life podcast. It's a very big treat to be here today with Hani Rosengarten, author of The Boundary Is You. She's a coach and a speaker. And Hani, you're amazing. So um, we're so lucky to have you here. Can we, um, welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about you, about your journey and specifically your journey to self-love? Well, um, like any journey where something is found, I first uh, had lost it. (laughs) I didn't have any (laughs) self-love. I, in fact, I very much hated myself. I lived in a lot of shame. I told myself that I am crazy, unworthy, different, and therefore unworthy of love. I felt like I wasn't fitting in, but I was constantly looking for other people to, yes, welcome me and give me approval. It was a difficult place to be in, very exhausting. I got married and my thought around my marriage was, okay, now I have proof that I'm okay because I married this guy and he's okay, you know? So... That was like my my value was kind of dependent on that. And when that wasn't working very well, 
things got really painful. So at some point, having tried to fix all the little problems, like fix my marriage, fix my parenting, fix my business and, you know, my finances, my weight, you know, at some point I realized that in all of these things, there's one central theme and that is, I don't like myself. I can't stand myself. I have a hard time being who I am, accepting who I am. And when I realized that, that's where the real work began. That's where I started to love myself, learn how to do that, be brave enough to do it. And um, everything else figured itself out. That's, I mean, that's a huge realization for someone to have, like for you to be able to look at your situation and say, you know, and at first, like notice, okay, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. And then to actually come to terms with the fact that the common denominator is actually you, that feels like a really big realization and also not easy to admit necessarily. I mean, I feel like sometimes we, we want to find people to blame or, or things or situations, you know, to blame or, and um, to, to own that. Tell me more about what that was like. Like, how did you come to that realization? And how did you start to admit it to yourself? It was a very big shift, huge shift, because I did try the other route. I mean, I tried blaming everyone. I was resentful at my baby. And I knew that there was something in that equation that didn't make sense. But who was I to blame myself? (laughs) (laughs) So I had tried everything and it wasn't helping. And I really wanted it to get better. So I did get help. I tried everything. I tried therapies. I tried reading stuff. I I tried a lot of things. And I found that when I shared myself, I was able to find compassion. So the first step towards owning my stuff was being compassionate to myself. But once I was able to have the compassion enough to say, hey, let's look at you, sweetie. Like, let's just look at you. The shift was huge because I went from being helpless, trying to fix all the things over which I had no control, trying to fix my husband, trying to fix my little babies, you know, I took a parenting <laughs> course when I was when they when they were tiny, because I just wasn't coping, I was looking for any solution. So I was dealing with things over which I had zero control. And eventually having enough compassion to say, you know what, let's take care of the one thing that we can, which is the hardest thing to look at, but still your own wounded, precious heart. And when I did that, the love and the healing, like everything opened up, I was free, I was happy. I was confident. I was doing the things that made me happy. My parenting felt easy and natural. I trusted myself as a parent. My, my marriage changed. Like things got so much better. It was wild. I actually got chills when you were saying all that because it's just so much. It's like so much. And to go from totally like defeated and, and self-deprecating to loving yourself. So back up for a second and just define for me and my listeners, like what, how do you define self-love? What's Hani Rosengarten's definition of self-love? I think ultimately it's, it's acceptance. It's compassion. It's being able to look at ourselves with honesty and tolerate ourselves, you know, 
tolerate would be like a, a, a level of acceptance, but then really total acceptance of who we are, the good, the bad, you know, there is no bad, but just the things we're comfortable with and the things that we're not comfortable with. Hmm. Okay. So I, I would love to hear like, what are the steps to get there for, for someone, say for an overwhelmed mom who's listening to this and her marriage is not perfect and her kids are whatever. She's not feeling fulfilled. She, she's missing that, that self-love. What would your advice to her be in terms of how to attain that? The first step is really just focus on yourself, right? Give yourself the permission that if your marriage is hurting or if your parenting is hurting or your job is not working or not fulfilling or not giving you that validation you need or your circle of friends or your parents or your sisters or whatever it is is not working, give yourself the permission to focus away from the story of what's happening and onto yourself mm-hmm. and say, you know, in Yiddish we say, Shefala, like, sweetie, <laughs> how can I look at you? What do you need? Who are you? Even just who are you in the situation is enough of a question to say, notwithstanding everyone else here, who are you? What do you say about this? What do you need? What are you bringing to the table? And can we tolerate that? And um, do you recommend that people journal about it? Do you recommend they just think about it? So often we don't, we don't think about these things. We don't, give ourselves maybe the time and the space to really internalize some of those pieces that you're mentioning. So just make it super practical. How do you really do that? Or like, what are the, what's a tool that you can use to help identify all those, those answers to those questions and, and seeing yourself? Mm -hmm. So that's a great question. Like, how do you actually get to yourself? Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. One question to ask yourself in any situation is, who are you? Mm -hmm. And you can ask this question. Journaling is great. I've used journaling. I've used talking to friends. That was very helpful. If I had a friend who, who I could say, listen, I'm so overwhelmed. Can I just share for 10 minutes? Right. I have uh, walked in the woods and literally spoken to myself. You know, (laughs) I drive and I talk to God. Uh, yeah, talking out loud. It's not just for for for, for people who struggle. I mean, crazy. it's, it's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> not just if you're crazy. <laughs> I um, think you are. <laughs> it works. Um, so whether affirming to yourself, like really just talking it through with yourself, you know, some people find the page very helpful. Um, a lot of people don't. Like, I'm a writer. I love writing, but not everyone loves writing. So talking, thinking, right? And, well, there are many more, but... Mm-hmm. The basic idea is get to the answer of, or just get to the question of, who are you? And the next question is, what do I want? Beautiful, beautiful questions. Um, And then in a lot of your work and your most recent book, in fact, is all about boundaries and, you know, kind of like those boundaries of yourself. So when I think about boundaries, I think about specifically like giving my kids parameters so that they can feel safe and so they can develop confidence and and feel really secure. So tell us more about like the title of your book is The Boundary is You. So just tell us more about that. What does that mean? What's the significance of that title and how are boundaries related to self-love? So that's a great question. I was that kid who needed the parameters. And I needed to give it to myself. 
So in a practical example, like when I was young and my kids were young, I would say, um, sweetie, can we go into bed, please? Is it okay if I dress you in your pajamas? I've been there. <laughs> so the parameter that he, that my child needed was it's bedtime right? Like at this point with my, with my baby right now, I let her know, like now is bath time. Now is bedtime. And it gives her clarity. But back then I didn't have the permission and the safety to say, actually, I'm the mother. I'm letting you know what's happening. This is what's happening. Instead, I was like walking some sort of tightrope inside of myself. Yeah. So for me, understanding that the boundary is me means I have permission to want what I want. I have permission to create the life that I want. It spills over naturally into my other relationships. Of course, now I'm able to inform my child without any drama or any negotiation what's happening. But in order to do that, I needed to know that bedtime is bedtime, that when it's seven o'clock, I have full permission to you know, create bedtime that what I that what I need and want is a legitimate thing to go after and that what I don't want is something that I don't have to engage in when we're able to find that out it makes life easier and with children sometimes it's even harder sometimes it's easier it's like simple when you have little kids like bedtime could be bedtime for me it wasn't so simple but in other relationships as well, right? Relationships between adults, relationship between you and uh, a parent, you and a sibling, you and a spouse, people you love. It sometimes gets confusing. Mm-hmm. How do I make the boundary? How do I let them know that I don't want what I don't want or I do want what I do want? Yeah. And it starts with you. If you know, you'll find a way to let them know, but you got to know it first. Uh-huh. Wow. So, so powerful. And I totally relate. <laughs> like I was just laughing because I totally relate to that with my eldest who just turned nine I was totally that mom can we can we do this is this okay with you you know experience experience also does wonders yes now let's make it really practical okay so the boundary is you what are the steps that we need to take to set these boundaries and it might be just what you said before about really asking yourself, like, who are you and what do you want? But is there more to the setting boundaries piece? So um, it has a very handy kind of method called the land method. It's the book, The Boundaries You, is based on this land method, which which is L is for loving yourself and accepting yourself, right? If you're here, you're worthy of just taking care of yourself. The A is for authority and autonomy, you have autonomy in the situation so that even when there's two people here, right? Like if we're talking about a mom to a kid, like when I used to tell my son, it's time to go to bed and finish it off with, okay, you know, I want to make sure that he's okay. And the truth is I have autonomy here, which is I'm the mom and I decide that seven o'clock is bedtime. He's also a person. So as he gets older and more mature, he's able to negotiate on his own behalf. Yeah. But for now, owning my autonomy, owning the authority that I have when it comes to a spouse, right? My husband wants this. Let me see what my husband wants. Yes. Very nice. Very kind. But do you understand that you have autonomy over your own life and you get to make your own decisions? You're living your life. So own it. Um, The N is negotiation. How do you then take what you know about your own worthiness and what you want and ask for it? 
right? And the idea of negotiation is we talk about negotiation when we're talking about business, when we're talking about politics. And the yeah. truth is because why? Because any business person or politician knows that they need to take care of everything on their own behalf. Like a land has to take care of themselves, a country. A business has to look after their own best interests. As humans, we often forget that it's our job to take care of our own interests. And we're always like projecting onto the other person. Is that person okay? How's my spouse feeling today? How's my child doing? Testing the waters. And the truth is, no, take care of your own behalf and let trust the other person that they will take care of themselves too. So that's the negotiation piece. And finally is direction. Where do you want to go in your life? Have a vision for yourself. Have your desires mapped out. You deserve to have a beautiful life. Yeah, I think that negotiation piece, especially as women, it's not necessarily in our nature to always, you know, to negotiate. And it doesn't have, I love what you're saying, because it doesn't have to be so scary and we don't have to project and we shouldn't. What happens when we start negotiating, when we start taking care of ourselves is we're happy, we're peaceful, our baseline is covered. And then All those worries that we have for other people, we find that they take care of it by themselves or because we're so okay, we overflow and we're giving to them, not from a place of like needing to or being scared. We're just happy. We're just, we have so much to give. That's the place we want to be in. We want to be in a place where we're doing fine. We're doing good. We're taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so beautiful. And so, so you're an author. You also run courses, you help women in marriage. So kind of put this all together for me, like package it. How is all your work guiding women on boundaries and self-love and marriage? How is that all connected? And I'm starting to connect the dots in my own head, but I'd love to just hear it from you. How is all of that one? (laughs) Okay. I want women to live beautiful lives. Mm. That's the bottom line. I think we're so powerful. I think we're such a light and such a contributor to, I mean, we give birth to society. We give birth to men. We create the world. Women are very powerful. And a lot of women don't know that. I want women to have a good life where they're shining, where they're taken care of, where they feel at peace, where they feel safe and secure. So Boundaries is one of the ways that we take care of ourselves. It's a very important one because really what boundaries is, it's not so much the rules of what works for me or not. It is who am I? Where do I start and end? This is my life. I got to take care of my life. I want to have a good life. I want to feel free. I want to feel happy. You know, the world needs us to be happy. So as mothers, like who we are as a person is what will be the thing we're giving to the future generations. Who are you? So that's the boundary piece. Also, when we take this into relationship, right, as mothers, as wives, as friends, we're taking who we are and we're putting ourselves into a relationship. So that's, those are the courses. Those are the books. Okay. So um, can you tell me, like, is there anything that stands out at you either from an experience that you had with a client or from your own journey that really surprised you? So here's the surprising thing. For some reason, I'm still surprised every time, but it's a good surprise. And that is that it takes so fast to turn around something that hasn't worked for years. We think, 
okay, you know what? I'm so messed up. My family is messed up. Like things are not working and things haven't worked for years. I've struggled for years. It doesn't take more than like a month, two months, three months to see major changes. And what causes the major change is when we start appreciating ourselves. I've seen this like in my coaching, for example, a lot of the things that we do is understanding where your power is, what is working and how powerful are you and like what is working for you. When you understand that, that power has the power to transform your life. And when I have women who've taken the course for two or three weeks or they have, you know, they're doing the coaching and it's 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 month two, like we've barely spoken for six weeks and they're like, this has been something I've struggled with for years. Hmm. And like, and, and the other thing they say is it's so simple. Where was I until now? <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, it is simple. It is simple. Yeah. You just yeah. got to do it, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's shocking. It's almost shocking. Cause sometimes I'm like, listen, I know this works, but I'm not sure how this will work for you. Like I hear in how much pain you are in, I trust the process, but like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not God, you know? And um, the surprise is always beautiful. It's like, wow, wow. That is so great. That's amazing. There's no way you can't smile when you hear that. That's like, yeah, that's beautiful. So thank you so much for joining me. This has been such a fun and interesting conversation. Is there one last piece of advice or something that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Can be related to self-love or something completely different. Well, okay. So I'll tell you what I'm currently working on. Cause I, cause it's, it's just, I literally put it out um, last night, which is, I guess it's part of that surprise. Like women say I've struggled in a relationship so long and um, we, we were avoiding each other, fighting with each other. We never had a good day and I've done the work and suddenly things are good. And what I've come to understand is that connection, like bad connection or even avoidant connection is connection as well. Just like we, t- we talk about this with kids, like they won't, you know, they'll ask for negative attention rather than no attention. Relationships are the same way, adult relationships. Like we will fight rather than it's for it to be dead. We will ignore each other. When we're ignoring each other, we're still feeling the pain of not being in the relationship. And that's the relationship. Mm-hmm. So I created this guide um, and I put it out yesterday, which is five types of connection. And they're, some of them are, are like, they don't look like connection, but they're connection. When you understand that it's connection, you get to say, hey, if I'm connecting in this way, maybe I can connect in a different way. So that's something that is important because we get to choose. Like, it feels like we're victims, but we're not. You're not a victim of your circumstances. You get to love yourself through this and change how you want to connect. Hmm. So beautiful. Where can our listeners access that guide? Can I give you a link? To, yeah, to... absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Give me a link. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again for joining me. It's great Thanks talking for to you. Me. This was a nice, this was a fun conversation. It was a fun conversation. I know. I wish I want to keep going. I want to keep <laughs> another time. And ladies, thanks for listening. As you know, I don't take it lightly that you choose to spend your time here with us on the Two Mom Life podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Two Mom Life podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please remember to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you would like to learn more about me and my work helping moms feel filled up and in balance, or 
helping moms integrate family adventures, big and small, into mom life, or to explore how we can work together, visit my website, loveadventuremom.com, or find me on Facebook and Instagram at the handle loveadventuremom. Till next time, l'chaim to life.